Hello folks and welcome to the first ever episode of Talking Dairy City. Everywhere we go, a brand new Dairy Journal podcast where we'll follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club. On today's episode, we'll take a look back at Friday night's action as the new League of Ireland season kicked off with bumper crowds attending games up and down the country. We'll hear reaction from Richmond Park and we'll look ahead to Dairy City's first home match of the league campaign this Friday night when Cork City arrive on Foyside. I'm Simon Collins and joining me is my journal colleague. He's no Laura Woods, but he's cheap and available. It's Kevin McLaughlin. So Kevin, how's the form? Uh, we're back in the room Friday night. It's good to be back. Uh, I didn't quite enjoy the, the trek up from Dublin in the wee small hours in the morning, but how was your journey up and down? Uh, journey up and down. Certainly down was, uh, shall we say, a bit difficult when you had uh, Bernard Kelly, myself and Dermot Lillian in the back, free athletes, shall we say, <laughs> Uh, and there was a few boys struggling when they got out of the car. A few limbs were a bit tight, so we certainly weren't going to be coming on. When Michael Duffy pulled up injured, we weren't going to be his replacement. But look, uh, it was great to be back. You know yourself, the League of Ireland season that everybody's looking forward to, particularly after the FAA Cup won. Tenses are up, the crowds are up, and everybody's ready to rock and roll. And while we may not have been when we got out of that car, <laughs> we were with them when the, when the game got underway. And... Uh, Disappointing with a late goal they conceded, but look, that's the way it is. The season's up and rolling. Darling, your way down, you, you gave a few predictions, don't you? Uh, you and the lads. So, what was your prediction at that time? Well, be honest, eh? I uh, well, no, to be honest, there was there was no sitting defences. They were all victories. Uh, there was myself. I went by two one. Dermot Liddy actually followed me, and Big B he actually went by three 0 victory. So. We didn't get the predictions up, but we were close to it, to be fair. Definitely, and it was nearly uh, very unfortunate that they record what would have been a real statement victory for the opening day of the season at a club that's supposedly going to be up there uh, rivaling Derry and Shamrock Rovers for the league title. So, you know, I'm, I'm, we, We've seen evidence of that because Pats have a really strong squad and they, they dug deep to get the, the one in there, or the draw on the inside, but... Um, it was very, very unfortunate because it looked for a long spell that they were going to sort of claw out that one nil one, didn't it? It did, uh, and to be honest, you, Derry should have been probably out of sight at half time or at least mm-hmm. two up and away, uh, and that was that was a big turning point. Derry took a lead. I think in a lot of games this season they're going to be hard to stop because of the fact that teams don't have to come out. Now. It's getting that second goal at times happened last year a number of occasions, just one nil victories, and they couldn't hold on or they were conceding. Was getting a second goal. If you get a single in any standard, you kill teams off. Mm. But no, you, you were right there. You definitely were. They've a lot of positives. They take out of the game. Disappointment. Eighty ninth minute. That's always going to be. And the matter of the goal it was just four corners in a row. The, the pressure and the crowd was up for it. Some Pats had had brought on Mulherney too, and he was doing a lot with a bit of mm. piss down the left hand side. Look, some Pats have quality, but at the end of the day, if you get a point away at some Pats real version, all the teams would be expect they're going to be up there challenging. Bows. Uh, it's going to be difficult this season. Derry are now, you know, a target. Everybody knows about them. Everybody's talking about them. So it's going to be one of them. It's going to be tougher there this season. Home and away. Yeah, and Tom Clancy just before, in his pre-match previews, he was talking about his poor record against Derry, especially last season. You know, uh, two ones down in Richmond Park, and, and and we all remember that first half, the four 0 one, like they just blew them away. So. They started very well too, and, and as he said, you got the goal, Jordan McInerney before that. Um, Ryan Graydon was clean through. We've we seen the f- first glimpses of Ollie o- uh, O'Neill, who uh, had one cleared off the line as well too, so certainly 
had enough. They 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 won that game comfortably, didn't they? But in the end, it was they they had to grind it out. They had they needed their big players, their Mark Conleys, their their fats coming off the bench to control things, uh, and really try and dig it out. Their game management was a big factor of it, and then just just those too many a set piece too many in the end. Um, overall, what 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 was your takeaways yeah. from it when you left there, like, uh, apart you from your first supper? Ah, uh, well, when I, when I went to go and get the first supper, uh, <laughs> I was then sort of chatting about, you know, <coughs> is I making any more salt and vinegar? No, it's basically a case of at the end of the day, you are disappointed when you concede in the eighty ninth minute like anybody, but when you sit back in the cold light of day, you're sort of going, look, no, they, they played played well in patches, they had chances, particularly in the first half, they they ended, which we alluded to. And Michael Duffy got off in the warm up. It's another blow. Ollie O'Neill's first start. He's coming under the League of Ireland, and he's suddenly going. What's this about? There's four or five thousand. It's flares. There's an atmosphere. Playing in Premier League Two, it's a completely different ball game. There's probably six men their dog and and, and parents watching games. He knew that himself, and it's a completely different ball game. But it's you've seen the glimpses of him because he switched a few times yeah. on the midfield, played the pass to Graydon, was unlucky with it with a tempted chip. People might be sort of saying he should have, you know, maybe put more on it and all that. That's that's fair enough. It's, but he was unlucky there. McGonagall, so we back quiet, but the chance that he did have cutting in where he's favoured coming on mm. the left hand side, great shot, fantastic save by the keeper. Look, I, I, because you can see this as say so late on, you're probably a wee bit disappointed. But the cold light of day, you're sort of going, nah, look, you'll take a point, and you move on, and that's what there I've done. Well, that was very much Rory Higgins' reaction afterwards. No disgrace. They get a point from from Richmond Park and. Uh, in terms of the new guys, we we seen Adam O'Reilly. We're we're all raving about him. I think all the fans of he's a real fans favourite already from his Presidents Cup display uh, against Shamrock Rovers and, and another big team, St Pat's. He did the same going back to his old stomping ground. The fans were giving him dogs abuse from the the first whistle. Um, I think we had a chance of Preston reject and everything else, which he was he was saying to me afterwards when he left the ground that, that he wasn't too happy about. But um, you know, he showed like he's got bags of quality. He's great at breaking up play. He's he's fantastic going forward as we've seen as that that we cameo run from the right wing where he took on two guys and, and tried and almost set up a goal for that from that occasion. But he's got character, really good good mentality about him I, I really like him what, what do you think of his uh, performance and so far his performance just in pre-season and mm. just in Friday night you, you can see that drive that determination that that player that still believes that he can still get across the yeah. water and they can you know get on the at their national set of stuff they got there that's what Derry City and every club wants is that hungry young player that still has the ambition to go across the water he gets across the water it's because he's playing well for Derry City so mm. that's that's a benefit from Derry's point of view but he has that I think when the more games come on, it's more up to speed and more sort of understanding of his teammates. I think there's going to be goals on him too because he just, as you say, likes to bomb both boxes. Yeah. He can play, he can pick a pass. And uh, a few wee changes midway through the first half that changed things, which was quite interesting how them wee changes came about too, shall we say. Well, that's it. There was, a, 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 there was definitely a wee bit of needle involved. And, and talking about Tom Clancy's pre-match comments, uh, <laughs> he mentioned Adam already not obviously snubbed the move to St. Pat's. He was there last season on loan, as we know, but uh, saying there was a ridiculous, I think it was the quote, financial package uh, that he was was looking for. Obviously, Derry offered him whatever it was they, they entice him to the brand well so all that was adding to the, the atmosphere wasn't it the, the fans were on their back but as you say like when there was a, a, a bit of a game management shall we say where 
players were going down, taking uh, they were taking time to they see the injuries, getting messages on board, and it did allow it affected the game, didn't it? in terms of Rory getting his messages across, we've seen the uh, O'Neill switching from the left wing with Jamie McGonagall going more centrally, and that had a good impact. That's where they created the chances from. Tom Clancy wasn't happy, was he? No, he wasn't, and there was a St. Pat's fad. Mm. It was a time when Brian Maher had a good treatment, picking up a, a knock, and then it's just basically a chance of when Michael Hergen had been on to get the treatment from Brian Maher, Rory Higgins just says to himself, I'll get my team and change things about. Yep. But the funny thing was, Tom Clancy <laughs> just walked down, literally in the dairy city's technical area, stood beside Rory Higgins and listened to what he was saying. Connor Lottery and Dollar had stepped in and said, Tim, get you back up to your own box. Yeah, sure, he was doing the fourth official Exactly, job. so we were sort of sitting there going, where is the fourth official? So eventually he appeared and realised, oh, you can't be down here, Tim. <laughs> Pushed him back up. But you're right, that definitely changed things. Derry then went in more of a box and you get Adam O'Reilly and Will Patch in the bottom of that box. Then you had, as you say, Ollie uh, yeah. O'Neill and Jordan McEnough. They had were more sort of central and Graydon and, and McGonagall was a sort of wide man and McGonagall would have went up through the middle and needed and it worked effectively because O'Neill got more involved, played Graydon, and, and then obviously young Jordan who scored a fantastic goal. I think a few people, supporters, myself included, mm-hmm. was thinking, slip McGonagall in. But he took, he took it on another touch and then put it in the top corner. And I'm not going to lie, still, I'm looking at it going, how does he get that out? Because it doesn't take a deflection. No. I think it did. But look, at the end of the day, it's the first goal, and Derry fans were delighted with it. Definitely, I was. I, I watched it again the, in the replay today, and, and it is. It's he's fall. He's coming. He's off balance as he hits it. You know, he done really well to muscle off a couple of defenders there too. And as you said, like you know, he could have could have squared it, but fantastic and brilliant from him, carrying on from the FA Cup goal, which really uh, you know give give him so much confidence, and he enjoyed that day thoroughly. Um, in terms of the team selection for the match, it was like that was always the question mark. Bo Diallo. Dummigan uh, injured as well too, so that who was going to play on there? Even we didn't know if Patsy was going to play that number ten role or more advanced in the midfield. And but he played the Sutton midfield role. Um, then then Jordan McInniff. I think it did surprise uh, some people. It did, I have to be honest, surprise me that, that Jordan was on there as much as much as he's got bags of talent. Uh, in a game against Pats, it was a big ask of him too. But he, he did fantastic. Not the goal aside, he was excellent in terms of of again getting stuck in uh, uh, some of the tackles. He, he made tackle in particularly, you know, we seen right right in front of the bench, the dairy bench, and that's where we were sort of sitting. He put the St. Pats boy on the next week, like, and there was a few St. Pats fans were shouting, "Oh, that's a foul!" And then sort of their mates were going, "No, it wasn't a great tackle." But no, you're right about it, like, and. and it, it was a surprise choice. You know, I, I have to admit that I didn't think Jordan would have been the boy, but have been on that that, that four uh, when they were picking the side. But he did, he did very well. Uh, to be fair to Rory, he did mention that that he's been doing well in training. His stats is very good. He's been flying. So you know he's seen him every day, and he thought we'll get him on there. And the performance now gives Rory a bit of a headache for for the court game, and that that's what the end of the day Rory and, and Rennie want as these players to, to be on top form and give selection headaches because that's what you want. You want the squad. It's mm-hmm. all about the squad. When you bring on the likes of Patrick Magalini, it just tells you how big the squad is. Exactly. It does. It's, 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 there's so much strength and depth here. Uh, there's so many like-for-like like players, but also players that, that are versatile and can play different formations. Although Rory, they, they mix it up in terms of his tactics and formation. Um does that in turn like the, the, the transfer window was, was fantastic and, and in fairness to Rory Higgins every transfer window has been 
outstanding, basically. You know, especially when you look at last summer and the players that came on there, Mark Connolly, especially. But everyone though, he's, he's, he's strengthened well. Really it fantastic in terms of a mixture. He's got experienced guys and he's also got guys that are up and coming real prospects as well too maybe people who have come back from England and relaunching their career like so that's it it's, it's been very good he, he's been there done that too the sort of relaunching his career come back from Coventry and he relaunched his career back at Derry and he knows he was part of that 2006 2005 the whole excitement he knows what this town can, can do and get the whole city going and the players do that in the pitch he signed young hungry talented players and local boys too, the likes of Ben Doherty. I think Ben could be a big player this season because he can play in numerous positions. High in the left, left back, left in a, a midfield three or, or two. So he, it's it's clever signings. And the other thing too, to be fair to Rory, is he's signings uh, in this one, the, the majority of them, if not all of them, have been attack-minded. Yeah. You know, you know, you can talk about Ben, I can play left back, but he's a Roberto Carlos type mm-hmm. left back. He wants to bomb, or Andy Robertson, he wants to bomb forward. He's not going to be just sitting back and playing at the centre half. He'll be looking to get all forward. So it just tells you the, the, the sort of philosophy and what way Gary Higgins wants Derry City to play. Front foot, attacking football. And to be fair, if you're a punter and you can get a ticket, then you're going to be, I would say, royally entertained at Randable this year. Without a doubt. Um, do you think that represents his, his biggest challenge, Rory? Because there's so many midfield players here. And as we said, they can play in different positions and you, you need that squad depth. Everybody's, you need a squad if you're going to uh, want a title. You need a good, strong squad. If you're going to be playing in Europe, if you're going to be playing in the FA Cup, defend your, the FA Cup, you're going to need a big big squad. Do you think that represents a challenge for him? Uh, Keeping well, everybody happy? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's trying to keep everybody happy because you're going to have that. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to play. You have a couple of loanees in from England. Like Fulham in particular are going to be looking at their Republic of Ireland under 21 international many games as he getting to be fair to him he come on oh, and he's done well with Michael Duffy out first test we says earlier of League of Ireland senior football so it's a big step for him but he really enjoyed it he feels the more games he can get under his belt the better he'll become Matty Ward has to get his chance yet he's another boy who can come on there but look it's, look, it's a nice problem they have this time last year Derry squad was all the young boys Couple of marks in out known Dahi McKay and Keevan put her up at heart. Young players and no disrespect, they need to get senior football and, and experience it. But if you're going to be trying to challenge for honours or European football, you need experience, you need quality experience coming off the bench too. And this season he certainly has that. Yeah. And and Adam O'Reilly, one of those new signings, he's he, he doesn't have experience, he's been playing under twenty three football over at Fulham, but very, very highly rated, as you said. We've seen glimpses of what he can do. Bearing in mind he's been out six weeks with, with with an ankle injury, you know, it was very, very impressive, very cool and composed on the ball as well too. I spoke to him after the match to get to get his thoughts on his debut performance. Um and here's what he had to say. Yeah, like I mean I'm not really one to get nervous anyway, so I would have been fine, but like, it's kind of alright, you're in, you know, it's, it's kinda of a nice way to do it. Sometimes. Yeah, you know, you've played in big stages before. Um but but did they become up here like you know, full house as well too, you know, what, what was your, your your first taste of League Ireland football like? Overall? Yeah, it was it was probably like a classic first game of the season, mm. very hectic. Yeah. Things were about hundred miles an hour, especially the first 10, 15 minutes, like both sides kind of going bang, bang, bang. Um but then I, th- I thought once it settled down a bit it was fine I can kind of it's nice. It was like a debut where I thought there were flashes, there were things I could do better. Yeah. But then I can kind of see where I'm, 
I'll be at the level and stuff, and I'm excited for that going forward. Yeah, um, I think we made a bit of a tactical switch when we brought you off from the left, more centrally. Like, and you seem to have more uh, more of the ball there, obviously, and, and, and really thrive in that position. Was it yeah. did you sort of feel like you were yeah, impressing uh, yourself on the game at that stage? Yeah, um, I, I kind of had probably that yeah. little spell in the first half, and I made a couple of things happen. Mm. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I have my feet under me here. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty flexible and. The gaffer is, is very tactically good and spots things quite quickly. Yeah. So that kind of combination probably suited me. I was like, kind of did improve. Yeah, listen, I, I'll get better as well. I've my first game in about six weeks. Um, so I have no doubt I'll feel better next week and, and so on and so forth. And I think once I'm, once I'm there, I'll be able to kind of make a difference quite consistently. Yeah, it's just obviously after the final also, but what's what's the mood there in the dressing room? Is it disappointment for yeah, the season? Yeah, like, you know, we, we have the expectation to come to places and win. We're not coming to places for draws, and the nature of the way we proceeded is obviously disappointing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's an experienced dressing room, and we're kind of already switched on to go, OK, fine, let's put to bed, court next week, let's get three points there. Obviously, it was he was very confident, lad. He, he put on a fantastic performance. It didn't uh, the disruption at the start of the match with Michael Duffy uh, coming off. He said, "No, he, he's not the type to get nervous." Um, and he went and he, he produced the goods, didn't he? You know, it made him take real confidence from it. He did, and there, there's no doubt about it. When you say it's getting the confidence and playing that senior football and coming in there, he even says that in his interviews when you were chatting him, even not even in his interviews, he was just sort of saying like this with someone else like yeah. you know when to be fair uh, was a great atmosphere and credit the large travel from Derry fans but I think you know Friday night the Brandywell this Friday it's going to be a sellout against Cork he's going to see another type of atmosphere too at the Brandywell but it's one that at the end of the day this is what you want if you're a young player coming through a cross channel pub in particular you want to cut your teeth well and let's get over here and play and the League of Ireland has given a lot of these boys standards it's a good standard it's, it's get down play football it's not kick and rush it maybe some other leagues might be so th- this is a good time for these young boys to come in here and get their chance and it's up to them man they take it yeah well that was a big factor i said on coming here the way rory plays his football and, and uh the, the sort of ambition that he has for for the club he wants to be a part of all this and and he was he would love the president's cup when he watched that and the crowds there so he, he'll be thriving at the prospect of playing in, a, in front of a, a full house against cork well, we'll take a look around around the grounds. Obviously, you've seen a few of the highlights, Kevin, of the games elsewhere. Um, I think everybody was looking at the Shamrock Rovers match. Uh, Saturday night, exactly. Yeah. It didn't didn't uh, go to plan for uh, Stephen Bradley and um, Al Manis had a big part they play in that result. That one all draw. He did. Uh, it was it was crazy. The only team in the, in the Premier Division that won was Bohemians. Everybody yeah. else drew. Uh, but getting back to the, the Rovers game, you're right. Just seeing the highlights. Uh, Manus was man of the match. He made a number of numerous saves. Now, to be fair, going forward and keeping possession and whatever I expected, Rovers to be the better team. That's just going to be giving a lot of games when Shamrock Rovers are playing. But they didn't like Derry, didn't kill Sligo off. They, they took the lead through Burke, but then 93rd minute equaliser, and they'll be disappointed because it's so late on. But I think deep down, Stephen Bradley, to be fair, was sort of saying, fair enough result. Roberto Lopez getting sent off too. Mm. I've noticed they're not going to appeal that. This season's a new thing, you can appeal, but they sort of probably looked at it and went, right, it's not it's not the worst incident in the world, but he has raised his hands. Lopez is experienced enough, he shouldn't have raised his hands. And when they did that, he received the, the red card. And I don't know, it could be a couple of games, he might miss mm-hmm. the Derry game too, in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, but the rest of the, the matches too, like 
Bohemians was an unbeliever result, to be fair to Declan Devines, a great start running down at Cork. We know ourselves travelling to Cork, first game this season, there were 7,000 at it, a certain Mr. Ireland International, Manchester United, Captain, former captain Roy Keane was one of the people at the, the match, it was really, really packed, great atmosphere. From Cork's point of view, that's just not what they wanted, they went by two up top, they went for it, rightly so, home fans and all, but it just didn't work out for them, both, as I say, great result for them, move on to the next one. Dundalk, they're the team I think mightn't be as strong as what they were last year, they draw them one each at home, the UCD, isn't the best of starts, they know that themselves. Pat Hubin wasn't a penalty to any striker. He will not be happy not getting off the mark for the season. But UCD, to be credit to them, you know, they played in the Collingwood Cup. They, they, they actually won that, I think, in the West of the Thursday, just before they played Dundalk. And a few of their players played in that final and then Dundalk got a point at Dundalk. So it sort of tells you everybody's trying to think of UCD with the Whopping Boys and all this type of thing. There's nobody going to be Whopping Boys at this point. And then Shelburne and Johanna. Johanna, don't you care? Oh, I like John is always great, but uh, poor Manny Smith. Forget about John, poor Manny Smith. That, that's the highlight of, of the weekend, do you think? Ah, uh, uh, well, <laughs> if you're Manny Smith, it's a low light of the weekend, like, no, because, like, Sean Boy just breaks through halfway line, and three of them, I think, or two or three of them clear, will keep any beat. Even the League of Ireland comedy team, which is Shelburne based because it's a home team, they're, they're even saying Sean Boyd has to square, yeah. which Sean Boyd duly did, on a plate they Manny Smith. And he side foots it wide. Shelburne funnies 0 0 with Johanna. Johanna had a great chance at 0 0. Uh, sorry, in the first half. Second half, Shelburne in particular mm. had a chance at a chance. Forget about Matty Smith. They had a lot of chances. Should have won the game. So they're going to be disappointed. But Shelburne, in my opinion, have to be a lot better this year because no disrespect to Demain Duff. He's going to be the man everything we're talking about. Ex Ireland International, Chelsea, mm. when they're all that, come with the territory. First sort of management career. Getting on there with Shelburne. But like they played in the cup final, I know we mm. keep him back. The cup <laughs> final, you shouldn't go back. But oh, we should. <laughs> <laughs> but the cup final, like Derry, not taking nothing away, they were fantastic that day. They played some fantastic football. Yeah. But even if I'm they main off, I'm trying to get on the pitch myself. Ah, suit. They have song. a shot. Just they have one shot in target in the cup final. That's embarrassing, not being in my opinion. I'm sorry. But look, they're going to look to improve this year. But my team that I think. Could maybe do well this year as Declan Devine and Bohemians. I think they'll be the team that maybe I'm not going to say surprise because like Bows are a big club mm-hmm. like, and they've got a lot going on behind the scene. They've got a big fan base. But I think Bows could be a team that'll, that'll cause a few upsets for, for, the, for the boys down around the, the rest of the league, to be honest with you. Uh, what about yourself? Who are you sort of thinking could be the team that'll be up there challenging? To be honest, I, I, I think some parts. Like, obviously, like, they're... they're, they're the main protagonist in the title race, he thinks maybe Derry City and Chamber Rovers. Nothing suggests to me after that running games or the Cummins and go in the transfer window that's going to be any different. But certainly, just on first uh, look at some pats again and, and looking at their bench on Friday night, uh, they look strong. They, I think that they'll definitely be up there. Uh, whether they can sustain a title challenge or not, not sure. Obviously, Derry done them a big favour getting them under Europe too, so maybe they might take the eye of the ball. Who knows what's going to be? They're going to need that squad depth, as you said. Dundalk don't have that, do they? Like you know, um, but but it'll be interesting to see how Deggy Deggy Devine gets on. Obviously, they've um, they've gone full time training, and they've got Pat Fenlon coming on there as director of football. They've got the influence of Trevor Crawley. I don't know how much he will have in the first team, but you know, all these these experienced guys are in the League of Ireland. 
you know, they, they've, they look like they're doing really good business there. Um, Shamrock Grovers, you look at their, their sign as they've just gone and they've taken some of the best talent in, in the league area. Like Liam Burt would have went on to any team really, wouldn't they? From, from Bowes, Johnny Kenny back from Celtic and uh, Guy the Estonian guy boom in the middle of the Trevor park. Clark, Trevor Clark. Back. So, you know, it's it's going to take a lot to sort of topple Rovers this, this season. But, um, but first glimpses of Derry, I'm, I'm really, really uh, encouraged by Definitely. I'd agree with you there. Like, and you're right about them dog too, you know, just sort of looking at what they have. I know earlier in pre-season, Stephen O'Donnell was sort of saying, my squad isn't ready. They play three games in a week, Friday, Monday, Friday. And when you're hearing them type of things, mm. you're a fan, you're a wee bit concerned. I think if you're on the board, you're even more concerned because Stevie's going to be knocking the door just before the transfer window <laughs> shuts. They say, can I get a few more loan signings in? Because that's what they've been mainly doing. To be fair to Stevie, he sort of a good eye for loan signing done well some pats he's done well on dog last year Nathan Shepard's a pr- the prime example but I just think squad wise and done dog in Europe again too as you say finishing joint with Derry last year second finishing third so I think the dog might be the one that mightn't be the, the, the big side that everybody's sort of thinking they might be the one that misses out for that top four spot this year yeah Mason Keno down at Turner's Cross. Do you think he's travelling all about, about with him this season? Maybe maybe over the Brandywell Friday night? Uh, well, you never know, but someone tells me he might be at Wembley. They can't get First guy covered the Man United game. But he could come on Friday night and then just go over on Saturday. But if it's a betting man, I think Keno's just quite happy to be in Cork and maybe not travel anywhere else. Definitely. Well, obviously that's a massive game. Have you got your ticket? Well, I haven't got my ticket yet, like, but you know, it's, it's getting that stage, you might have to get your ticket, you know. It's it's phenomenal, the demand. Like, we've seen, you mentioned at the top there, about about 7,000 people at Turner's Cross, uh, almost 5,000 at Ansicore. Um, you know, the, I think, uh, is it, um, it's record attendances are expected for, for the end of the season, up to a million, they reckon, that... Um, so, so that that would be unreal. It just shows you. I think a future ticket and put out a statement about they're expecting up yeah. to a million million tickets, online ticket sales uh, by the end of the season, which is unreal. And it's fantastic to see for the League of Ireland getting so much interest. You get the you look around the the, the grounds and it's all young youngsters coming in too. So this new generation of fans, the the entertainment's gone up a notch or two as well. Uh, the, the the quality is is is, is right up there. So everything to be, to be uh, you know, there's a, a lot of good things happening around yeah. the League of Ireland, isn't there? Well, this is happening, you know, I always remember chatting there, I think he was sort of saying, look, it's a young man's league now, mm. and it is, it's all young men that, that, that want they want and strive and do better for themselves and get across the water or won league titles or play well in Europe. But you're right, it's the next generation that's coming yeah. on. Like when you tick 20,000 plus down the cup final, that just says it all. It's a lot of families that mm. were down there. And you could see that day then the amount the amount of Derry City merchandise that was all it was all Derry City fans. They all had their gear on supporting their hometown club. And that just tells you, you know, it's gonna be difficult this year for tickets because like as I say, you had twenty thousand plus down at the cup final. The brandable holds and I'm gonna be really kind here, five thousand, six thousand. Yeah. Uh you you know, you do the math, it's just not gonna happen, you know. People I know have been complaining about I've tried to get a long line tickets on Saturday morning for instance for a court game couldn't get it it was sold out and stuff I couldn't get on the computer or the, the site went down it's very similar I try to tell people look if you're trying to get a PDK ticket <laughs> he sold out 
you just couldn't get it. That's just the way it went. Yep. I think between Peter Kane and Derry Sivis, he can do four four nights of the Odyssey. Derry can't have another four games no. after you know, so it's you're, trying to keep a supply in the band and you're not going to be able well, to keep everybody it. happy. Your your heart goes out there, the likes of Karen Payne, volunteer for the club, does fantastic work. Martin to director who's, who's handling all the, the ticket situation as well to to the best as of all but as you, the hands are tied behind the back you've done a, a piece with Bert for the, the Daily Journal uh, online and on the newspaper this week so uh, tell us about the situation just uh, to well, give about tickets because that's the big that's talking the point thing, exactly well season tickets thankfully should be out actually when this podcast is out a lot of fans should have their season tickets in they, they've got everything now they're all here they're out with iPrint, their distribution sort of player that they, they work with, Derry City, and they're getting all posted out, so they should have them now, which is a good thing for the season ticket holders. People, if they don't have them, their e-ticket will still be valid for them. And the other big thing that sort of, ah, Bert was sort of saying is, look, Friday night, be patient, come early if you can. The gates are going to be one up at earlier too. There was an issue in the President's Cup, there was a turnstile not working. He's hoping that now will be addressed by the council and get that sorted. Look, it's just be patient with, with the people there. The other big thing is, we've discussed it ourselves, we've, we've wrote about it so many times, flares and pyrotechnics. It's flared up again. It's flared up again, as 100% right, and we're not talking about trousers this time that you're looking for. Uh, but, look, it, it depends what you know what age group, basically, it seems to be. You know, most people, right-minded people, are sort of saying, look, you know, it might be great fun and whatever, but the club are getting fined heavily. Each club, not just there, but there's everywhere you go for it, the league, they're getting fined. These boys think it's good fun. They come up with a flare. Sometimes, like we've seen it at, at Richmond Park, throwing it on the pitch, you throw it on the brandable surface, that being a 3G surface, the surface is burnt. Mm-hmm. Your game's held up. You know, these things, I don't know how much they actually think about this. They certainly don't. They just come on with a flare and think this is great fun. But it's the aftermath that's left. There's there's children there at the game, the smoke. You then have to say the, the, the club gets fined. There's so much sort of danger with it and so much sort of annoyance for everybody that is it really worth it? Uh, and I think the club are really, really trying to stamp this out. And they could be lengthy bans. I would sort of advise fans if you're, if you're thinking about doing it and you get caught mm. and you get banned, well, no disrespect, you can't be crying because you've, you've been warned so many times. Yeah, very divisive uh, subject, isn't it? Because you've got the, the, the mixture of the different <coughs> generations of fans. You, you say there, there, there's, there, there's the dangers, real dangers of flares, on the, not just on the pitch and, and you know, we're in council property, but, but also like the people there maybe breathing issues and things like that. But you can't ignore the fact that it's, it is fantastic for the atmosphere in, ter- in terms of generating the, the big atmosphere that, that's going to be appealing to other people. So you, you can you can see that sort of factor, but it's the, you know, the, the tit for tat going on social media is about the, the, whether it's right or wrong. You know, it's, it's not helpful for the club. Everybody should be united in, in terms of, right, this, it's, if it's not good for the club, if we're getting fined £1,000 every, every match, you know, that, that's, that's an incredible amount of money that could go elsewhere. Uh, basically, Andy Rory Higgins' is a well, player budget, which would be fantastic exactly. to see. It's a, you know, everybody sort of seems to think Philip O'Doherty is a billionaire and he can do this and he can do that, but that's not the way you can be thinking. You know, dare I say they have to run the club as a business, and there's no other business in the world that people just accept it. They can just throw a thousand pounds, two thousand pounds away every other week. That mm. just doesn't happen. Like so, that's the way dairy fans. Some of them have to think like this because. 
you know, you're right, okay, it might create this atmosphere and whatever else, that, that's fine, but it's just costing far too much money and too much aggro uh, and too much danger, right, the, the mm. supporters. Uh, so my point of view, no, it, it, it has to be stamped out and the, it has to be better for, for everybody involved because, as I say, not just Ray Higgins' budget, but it'll also help out the club, the youth team, working behind the scenes at the club, all these things. Merchandise committee. Merchandise committee can be helped out there too, <laughs> but we'll not discuss that this one. Well, whatever, it's going to be flares or not, it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere at uh, Cork City. Great to see them back up. Um, you know, they deserve to be in the top flight, don't they? Like, you know, it's great, great to have them. Um, so so it's, it's, it should be a good game. The last time they were up, it was 2-0. They're in the second round of the FA Cup last season. Obviously, they were first division team at that stage. Uh, Diallo and Patching with a penalty. Um, in terms of how the match is going to go, a prediction. Uh, and just uh, your thoughts on, on maybe how Rory's going to change things up. Because he's got the tools and, and the personnel to change things up in terms of his formation. Does he need to? And who would you like to see in there? Well, you sort of you have to see what these injuries are. Like, obviously, Michael Duffy came off from the warm-up last week. We know calf injury we don't know what the extent of that injury is if he's not there uh, you're maybe you've Patrick Magdalene maybe champion of the butt to come back on do you have one eye in Shamrock Rovers a week after maybe hold Patrick back for another week if you can Diallo obviously still suspended Dunmigan will be still injured but look it's a case of Derry wanting to change thing about they have the personnel there's no doubt about that and you have the likes of Ben Dordish and other boy we keep him back there mm-hmm. so you need to change Cameron McJanick and off in the first half with some pats you can maybe play Ben Dorries more attack-minded left-back. Uh, Kieran Cole, who done fantastically well at right-back, but he was, a, he was very quick to run the, the left-back and like Cameron Dolligan, or Cameron McDonough got off injured. So it, it, it gives you that sort of balance. Uh, as for a prediction, I'm, I'm going for uh, a rousing Brandywell opening night and 2-0 Derry. Yeah. But you no doubt, as you normally do, <laughs> as we give you stick about in the office, We'll sit on the fence and uh, maybe I'll have to think, oh, fancy dairy, but just sit on the fence. Not, not this time, Kev, not this time. I, I, I think it's going to be a comfortable home run because of the, basically they need to win this. Going to Tala, we could, they could have had three points in the bag, they don't, they have a point. Um, your first home match in front of the full house and then leading into the, the Shamrock Rovers game, I think they're going to come out all guns blazing. And I'm really looking forward to see Adam O'Reilly again in terms of the middle of the park. He's a cork man as well too. He's going to he's going to be well up for this match. Uh, I would like to see a couple of goals. I I think I think it's not going to be a, they're not going to roll over cork by any stretch. But I think it would be a, it'll be a comfortable one. Maybe I'll, I'll go with two 0 as well. But uh, um, that's that's like having the fancy. I said two 0 first, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, folks, um, that, that's the end of our show first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, just like to thank Greenhall Primary School pupils for providing a fine rendition of everywhere we go for our intro jingle. Um, and a special mention this week to Dara, our colleague in the journal, for her valuable contribution, helping us get up and running. Just in time for the start of the season or just slightly afterwards. But uh, because we're not the most tech savvy, are we? No, we're not. We, 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 we have to tell people <laughs> this is tech two. We, you know, uh, we did record this, and uh, shall we say, I may not have had record. That's all I can say. It's not know. even joking. It no, doesn't press this, record. This is tech two. This is tech two. But you're here. We'll see what it's like. So it's a miracle if it gets out there. But uh, thanks for listening, anyway, folks, and we'll see you next time.
We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any silly fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at Dairy Journal and on Instagram at dairyjournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.